0: uh, this will be kind of a somewhat of a quick one, but it's it's kind of neat stuff. There's, uh, you know, again, technology that's been coming out. This has been out actually for quite some time, but am just getting around to making a podcast for it. So anyway, uh, it's, you know, some changes in the way that the intake system works. And uh, it's, you know, partly through uh, being able to use technology and computers and stuff to control control things that are going on inside the intake manifold that didn't happen in the past. Uh, this is from I'm gonna be reading from an article. It's a technical article from a uh uh release called Shop Squad. They're not showing any author on it, so I can't give any credit in that regard. So uh just real quick before we get started, uh again if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at gmail dot com. And I'm also on LinkedIn. And uh, the main um, uh, distribution point for this podcast is a company called Podbean, if you go on that website, and then of course do a search for Brad Kyle's Motorworks podcast while well, you'll find the main homepage, but as I'm sure you've figured out, it's available through numerous different podcast publishing outlets, so to speak, so anyway, let's get started. Uh, In the past, you you took it for granted that air would travel unimpeded from the throttle body to the intake valve. But with modern engines, the air's movement is optimized with moving flaps and valves. These components can add a fresh wrinkle to some diagnostic dilemmas. Let's say you get the code P0172 for bank one to rich. At first glance, you might start troubleshooting a fuel-related problem or an issue with a faulty oxygen sensor. However, it might be related to a variable length runners or a valve position before the intake valve. This is because a rich condition works both ways. Extra fuel is typically what technicians think when they see a rich DTC, which by the means by the way, means diagnostic trouble code. But if you make it more difficult, for air to flow past the intake valves, you are taking away oxygen needed to burn the fuel. By disturbing this balance of air and fuel, the combustion event will be richer. Variable length runners. Variable length intake runners change the length of the intake passages depending upon engine speed and load. Typically, a longer intake runner produces more torque at lower engine speeds. Shorter intake runners make more power at high engine speeds. Some engines change the runner's length by changing how the air is directed in the plenum of the intake manifold. Runner length can be altered by having two air circuits in the manifold with a flap to direct the air to the short and long runners. Some performance manifolds will lengthen and shorten the runner with an actuator inside the plenum. When these systems fail, it can cause loss of power, stalling, and increased fuel economy. For basic systems, codes related to fuel trim may result. For systems with a position sensor for the flaps, malfunction codes will be stored if a flat flap fails to move when actuated. Variable length intake flaps can be powered by engine vacuum or electric motors. The majority of systems use vacuum actuators connected to electronic solenoids. Engineers have been making the air swirl in intake manifolds and valves for over 50 years, but swirling was only effective at certain engine speeds and load conditions. Some late model intake manifolds use a flap or valve positioned at the end of the intake runner before the intake valves. What has made this possible is moving the fuel injectors out of the manifold and into the combustion chambers. This has allowed engineers to put flaps or valves at the end of the intake manifold runners. These valves control the size and shape of the intake port to airflow over a wider range of engine speeds. The valves help tumble or swirl the air to decrease turbulence as air enters the cylinder. The flaps or valves help to create an intake manifold port that is the right size for the demands on the engine. They will close down the port at lower engine speeds and open fully as engine speed and loads increase. Various automakers have different names for their valve systems. Hyundai calls it the Variable Charge Motion Actuator. Volkswagen uses flaps that reduce the size of the ports on its direct injection engines called the Variable Tumble System. Toyota calls it a Tumble Swirl Valve. The one thing these systems share is that they have plastic parts that can break and actuators that can fail. Some of them can can even be the source of a vacuum leak. When these valves stop working, they can fail in either the open or closed position. When the valve is stuck in the closed position, the engine could be starved for air and feel, feel sluggish. If the valve is held in the open position, the engine could have poor idle quality and the engine could stumble under acceleration. These systems typically have position sensors that will trigger codes if they see the actuator not moving at all or moving at a reduced rate some failures will cause misfires and fuel trims that might be too rich or too lean pattern failures the most common failure of variable length runners and valve flaps are leaks around the shafts and actuators most shafts are sealed with o-rings or soft bushings that can wear out over time this can lead to an unmetered air being sucked in when under vacuum this can cause lean codes and uneven idle The seals or bushings on some manifolds can be replaced. Others might require replacement of the entire intake manifold. Another common issue can be leaking vacuum actuators. The actuators diaphragm can leak and not move the flap or valves. Some engines use a vacuum pump for the actuators. If the pump fails, it will affect not only the movement of the actuators but performance of the brake booster. When replacing an engine due to catastrophic inter- internal damage, always give the intake manifold a good shake. If the valve, intake valves or pistons are damaged, the remains will end up inside the intake manifold instead of the smaller exhaust port. This, can br- this debris can jam the flaps and valves. So that's the end of that one. It was kind of a quickie. Um, it's just, again, just to kind of make you familiar with some technology that's in whether or not it's in your specific car that you're driving is you know up in the air so to speak might be in there may not be uh... but certainly again because of computerization of cars and especially control of the engine management system uh... they're able to you know have more variables that the uh... mechanical engineers and and performance guys can play with and this being one of them as far as variable length intake runners and having flapper valves and things like that so I thought it would be worthwhile to get that out there for you. Uh, again, just kind of letting you know a little bit more about your car and the, the inner workings of it. So hopefully you found that uh, interesting and enlightening. I uh, appreciate you listening. Again, if you want to get a hold of me via email, it's bkpodcast5 at com. And uh, like I say, I hope you found that interesting. Uh, this will be one of the last ones that I'm doing for the year 2023. Uh, Actually, by the time you hear this, it'll be 2024, so there we are. Anyway, uh, so hope everybody had a good year as best as we could and looking forward to a new year and uh, new things to do and learn about and so on and so forth. So appreciate your time, appreciate you listening. Hope you found it uh, enlightening. Uh, Hope you have a fantastic day and a great tomorrow. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to this episode. It's been an honor and a privilege to spend time with you. I hope you found this of value. Please share it with family and friends. Above all else, with all you're getting, get understanding. May God bless you and keep you, and thank you again.